Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Juhi Bansal, who we spoke to in February 2022. You've mentioned that your music celebrates strong female role models and also that your mother's desire to explore music and martial arts and not being allowed to have made the background for many of the choices you've made in your life. Who are some of these role models and how have they affected you in your music? That's a huge question because I feel like it's kind of like the other, there's so many women. I mean, there's just so many inspiring women. Um, I almost, I hesitate to start listing names because I know I'll leave out names that are really and truly important to me. Um, I mean, I will say this actually. So without specifically naming names, one of the things I find really fascinating about listening to women's stories is that you there are stories of strength and courage and fighting for opportunities and making opportunities at like every level from like, you know, big names that everybody will recognize to your neighbor, to your aunt, to your mom's best friend's cousin, you know, that's one of the things that always has fascinated me. Like I remember my mom telling not only her own stories of when she was a child and kind of what it meant um, to be a girl as far as the opportunities that she was given and the things she had to fight to do and then thinking about like her one of her best friends and this is a woman I've never met but I, I remember hearing about her from my mother about in the 70s in India this um, young woman had a child out of wedlock and what that meant in India in the 70s at that time and you know one of the things that I find really, really poignant about that is that it's, it's kind of every woman's experience. Like I can talk about finding, you know, Malala and, and Jane Goodall and all these people who I think are just like fascinating role models and huge names that have contributed so, so much um, that I find truly inspiring. But I actually think there is something about these kind of smaller human stories about what it means to be a woman that almost speaks to be more because that is everybody's experience. That's not the same experience, but you know, everybody has their own version of that experience that I think it's something that there's a lot, a lot of weight to. So for me, I, I don't know. I think when I think about women's stories, it really is both of that. I, I have a long list of women who I admire who are, you know, big names that I think everybody would recognize, but I actually think I find more weight in the stories of average women or perhaps average is a, is a wrong word, average or those, that, you know, their stories are not told in the same way. They're not celebrities. They're not big names. Um, and kind of things that they have had to overcome just to be, to survive, to work, to live their lives. I've always found those particularly interesting. Um, in terms of my music, of course, I have a number of projects that do take stories of very specific women and try to tell those. But even in a, a kind of more general sense, I think where I can find a way to use women's words, for example, <laughs> rather than men's words. Not that there's anything wrong with men's words. Um, 
where I have the opportunity to do that, I like to do that just as an homage to not even necessarily a specific woman, but to every woman. Mm -hmm. Shining light on those who aren't getting light and who haven't gotten light in the past. Yeah. Who would you consider to be your mentors and or musical influences? (laughs) Um, It's such a varied group. I mean, I look at, for example, as a mentor, somebody like Beth Morrison and all the work that she's been doing in the last couple of years um, to support new music, to support women in music, to bring new audiences into music. Like thinking about people who were mentors, people like that. Stacey Brightman, who uh, until very recently was at LA Opera, is another woman that I've, you know, loved learning from and speaking to about music and learning from her work and kind of even thinking about her history of championing for other composers for a very long time. Um, I've had teachers, Erica Mull uh, from USC. That was quite a while ago. It's making me feel my age as I say that. But, um, you know, incredible composer, fabulous teacher, somebody I learned so much from, not just about music, but also about just navigating the musical world um, and our field. So just, I, I know I'm leaving out so many women that so many people, mentors who have worked with musicians who I work with and learn so much from, you know, I feel like you learn something from each new, really each new person that you collaborate with and work with. I think so. Yeah. Every time that's what keeps us growing and young and not just kind of stuck on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice for young women composers or emerging composers in general? Um, two pieces of advice. One, because I always get this question about how do you get started as a composer? And I think the answer is not to overthink it and just do it, just write music. Um, and write, I say loosely, write doesn't necessarily have to mean write with pen, doesn't have to mean write on the computer. Write just means create music, play music, record music in whatever way you can. Because I think everything else, all the refinement, all the technique comes from there. It has to start with first making sound, right? Um, The other thing, and I think this is probably more pertinent as composers get a little further in their career, is just how important it is to be flexible. (laughs) That word came up up earlier. And to be entrepreneurial. I think, you know, our our field has just, feels like it's rapid fire how quick it's been changing, even in the last 10, 15 years. You know, I think about technology and people's attention spans and now the pandemic and how that's going to change everything. Um, I I really think for us to survive as artists, we have to be almost more entrepreneurial and more able to pivot and find opportunities than non-artists do. That sounds counterintuitive in some ways, I know, but I really think that it's important. So I study business where you can find opportunities where you can make opportunities where you can possibly put something together. I think those are just core ideas that are so important for any musicians right now. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure and a special thank you to our guest, Juhi Bonsal, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button And support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, 
our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measures.